Welcome to the Weekly Warrior Podcast, where we are forging genuine human connection through fitness, health, mindset, and nutrition. Let's get to the show with your hosts, Jared Bradford, Connor Edelbrock, and Corey Mueller. Hello and welcome. You're listening to the Weekly Warrior Podcast. I'm here with my pal Bones. Hey, everybody. Hey. And this is episode 130. How you doing? I'm great. I feel good today. The sun is shining. The tank is clean. Feeling the good. The tank is clean. The tank is clean. What, I'm, what does that mean? That's from Finding Nemo. The tank is clean. Yeah. yeah. Today's okay. the day. The sun is shining. The tank is clean. <gasps> the tank is clean. Remember where they were trying to get out? So they try to, they break the filter. They send Nemo in, they break the filter. Yeah. And uh, then they turdies the tank, but then he, the guy cleans the tank and they're like, oh, our plan is ruined. Mm-hmm. Man, I love a good clean tank. Just a good clean tank. Yeah. Yeah. How are you? Good. So I recently discovered a really easy dinner staple that we've been having about once a week. Yeah. You want to know what it is? That's cool. Of course I do. It is meat sauce with banza pasta. We get ground beef from our friends at Apsi Farm. And you chop some onions up, brown some meat in the pan, pour in some marinara sauce. Sauce is done. Pasta cooks in, I don't know, three to five minutes. Yeah. Done. It's such... is, it's it's so quick. It cooks so quick. It's so easy. It's so easy. We I've been doing that about once a week. I like that night. We have a similar night. We're literally the same exact night. We just add broccoli to ours. But the I love those nights because so easy to hit your protein that day. Mm. If you're counting. Because mm-hmm. like you're like, oh I've had like too much at this point because the bonza pro- protein or the bonza pasta is like uh, two servings is like 22 grams of protein yeah and it tastes pretty similar to regular pasta like I te- agree. texture wise i think it the, the taste is like the same it's the texture is a little bit different but it's not yeah. bad at all it's still a different yeah it is a little different but not enough to really notice if you go exclusively bonza you mm-hmm. won't notice but if you like exclusively like regular noodles and you go bonza you're like yeah this is a little different but yeah bad. we pretty much just do bonza yeah once in a while we'll do egg noodles once Mm. in a blue moon yeah Mm -hmm. egg noodles are like very seasonal you know you gotta get like egg noodles and like pot roast or something like put the pot Mm -hmm. roast on top in like Mm -hmm. the winter that's Mm -hmm. a good thing yeah yeah or like uh my new favorite as an adult uh beef stroganoff Amazing, you know, get some mushrooms over top of egg noodles. Man, it's good, but it's a winter thing. Can't make beef stroganoff in the summer. It's weird. Yeah, it is. I'm definitely. (laughs) Yeah, you definitely lean into different menu items in the summer. Yeah, but I'm excited to start doing burgers, summer burgers. That'll be good. I think I could eat ground beef every night. Yeah, you can do a lot of different things with it, and you guys have a smoker now, so you can play around with yes. that too. You put all your absi meats in that 
Yeah, you want to know something? We actually were thawing it right now. We got a ham, a ham from Apsy Farm. It's probably three pounds, but Corey's going to mm. smoke it tomorrow. Ooh. It needs to smoke for a long time. Is it like a 24-hour smoke or like I think it's a ni- I think it's a nine-hour. Oh, nine-hour, okay. Nine That's hours. a long time. So it's, it's only nine hours. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It's only oh. a nine hour smoke, but he's gonna he's gonna throw it on in the morning. So I'm excited for that tomorrow. Dang, that'll be good. Yeah. But if you're listening out there, you can visit apsyfarms.com. So it's A P S E Y Farms, apsyfarms.com. And at checkout, enter code Warrior Ten W A R R I O R Ten. Warrior 10 at checkout, and you'll get 10% off. Yeah. It's a great deal. Yeah. Great meats, great deal. They ship everywhere. Yes. And they're very nice. They, all of their stuff is pasture-raised, grass-fed. You can go on their Instagram. I love going on Instagram and seeing just Kyle's face. Just, hey, it's a beautiful day. And there's like a yeah. thousand cows, not a thousand, but there's like a dozen cows just like frolicking in a field behind him. Yeah. I'm like, man. What a life. Good life. Yeah. Good life, man. Yep. I love it. All right, so we're going to get into this episode, episode 130. Bones, today we're going to talk about becoming a boundary boss. Hell yeah, a boundary bitch, boss bitch. Yes, yeah, exactly. We're going to talk about how to own your time. Good. Yeah. I love so, this topic. You mentioned this topic last week and I was like, yeah, let's, let's do this because I connect so much with this topic over the past year and a half. Yes. Awesome. I'm excited. I really connect with this topic too. And I talk to a lot of people that struggle with this. Yeah. And I think the first thing I want to highlight is that being good at setting personal and professional boundaries is a skill. And like all skills, I think you need to practice in order to get better at it. Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah. So it's just like a talking. It's just kind of a scary thing to set that boundary, though. So mm-hmm. without practicing it or initially just doing it that one time, ripping the bandaid, mm-hmm. it's always going to be scary. You're not going to be good at it. Yeah. I, I it's still scary for me. I still sure. I'm in I'm still in practice mode with setting yeah. boundaries. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's definitely a process. So I want to hear I want to ask you, I want to hear about a time when you did not have good boundaries? Um, I'm like, well, I'm 30 years old now, just turned 30. And <gasps> I would say yeah. from 23 until 29, my late 29, I did not have good boundaries. And that remains to be seen in my 30s. I might still have bad boundaries in my 30s professionally. <laughs> and that's where I've struggled the most, I think, is professionally. Um, and... Initially getting out of college, like I had struggled to like say no to some things like taking on mm, too much like socially was a tough thing mm-hmm. on top of being like in a professional field, like working at the gym. And then that was like a social drain on me, which I didn't realize at the time. Um, but that was really like looking back at those times. I don't remember like having boundary issues. I just knew in the moment I had them. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember being like pretty satisfied with that time in my life. It wasn't until like I hit my first PTA job, physical therapy job uh, out in California where I like, this is now, 
this was no joke. Like I burnt out pretty hard because I did not know how to say no. And I felt like I was forced to say yes to every single patient that came in. Mm -hmm. They're coming in late. They're difficult or uh, doing things I didn't really understand at being asked to do things that seemed kind of weird, whether they were right or wrong or industry standard or whatever. Um, I think that is where I struggled. And that came into fruition. So I worked like 7 a.m. until I would get home like 6.37 p.m. Monday to Thursday. And there were long days. And it was just like volume based. Mm -hmm. So the more volume of patients we could get in, better the better for the company and the owner it was a small business so the owner's like more 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 um and like this is okay like this is normal um and so i felt i was like a young professional right i was Mm -hmm. i had a little firecracker under my butt when i graduated i he's gonna pay me all this money that i've never seen before um and that was really motivating and i did this for probably like six or seven months and I could come home and I'm like, man, Jess, I love this. This is great. Like, this, what a great job. I just get to like see a patient for like 10 minutes and send them away. Um, but eventually this is like, it's just like a, a dripping faucet and drip, 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 drip. Eventually you fill up and you, you overflow. And that's what mm-hmm. happened to me. And I never knew how to say no to patients coming in late. You know, uh, the front desk girl would come up and be like, hey, this person just showed up. They're an hour late. Can you fit them in? And I'm already double double or whatever. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, it's fine. I'll see him like at this time. Or um just patients like asking certain things, like, hey, I know, like, can you uh it feels really good when you like you do this. I felt really good at last time when you did this. And I've already done my whole session with them at the mm-hmm. very end. They'll be like, Hey, could you just do this one more thing? Um, and I never knew how to say no. Mm-hmm. And that was the biggest issue. And so I burnt out. And I ended up quitting that job. And now looking back, I was like, well, it was partially on me. I would say somewhere between 10 to 15% on me for not setting those boundaries. Mm -hmm. But then a lot of that was just like the job was set up for that, right? It was set up to kind of take advantage of my ignorance in a way, Mm -hmm. um, whether purposely or in-purposely. And I feel like a lot of young professionals right now are, can be taken for a ride like that. Um, where they just don't know how to say no. Like, this is normal um, behavior to just work yourself to death to earn money. Uh, mm-hmm. And and that was a huge mistake I made. So in a much better position now, but that was definitely the biggest lesson. And I'm super fortunate. Um, I don't know how far into my story you want to go. I can tell you about how I, I like things are contrasting now. Things are different. Um, I ended up getting hooked up at a home health position with this really great physical therapist who's been around since like 2000. Um, so she's 2000, uh, mid 2000, she started, so she's been around and, uh, basically there's two sides of like physical therapy and a lot of jobs. There's like the management side and there's the people that actually do the work, like the, mm-hmm. the therapist management's always like, go, 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 get more, get more, get more. We want numbers and volume and revenue. And therapists are like, dude, we can't <laughs> like, we can't, we can't provide this type yeah. of care yeah. and, uh, and make it be good. This is one we this is not what we signed up for. So the therapist I have now basically tells management to go fuck themselves nice and and you know some lesser terms and she tells me that she's like no 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 like we're not doing that like i got hired and the guy was like yeah you're gonna see 40 to 50 patients a week i'm like cool man i was seeing like uh, 130 this is great yeah what a difference yeah in my mind i'm like that's a huge difference but not only what i know now 40 to 50 is a lot i see 30 to 40 now initially the first 
four months of that job, I saw about 20 to 25, mm -hmm. maybe 30. And she's like, you can't handle any more than that. Because this is like a job where you're traveling a lot and you right. need to realize and know how to do this job well. And you're not going to, we're not going to let management try to throw a bunch of patience at you again like that. Um, Cause it's not right. So she's showed me like, it's okay to stick up for yourself and say no in order to, you know, actually do your job well and have sustainability for the long yes. haul mm -hmm. and, and that you won't get fired for that. Uh, because if, if you work and you're a good worker, people really value that because turnover sucks for everybody unless you're the worker who like yeah. gets a pay grade or pay pump. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah, boundaries learned a lot professionally in the past two years as a professional, I guess, young professional. Yeah. I think everyone must learn these lessons. And I think some people still are learning the lesson of how to set boundaries. Yeah. And I think it's really hard when you don't have someone advocating for you in the beginning. Yeah. So I can relate so much to your story with taking on clients and flexing my schedule to meet the client's needs before mm -hmm. my own needs. And money is a huge motivator. You know, the more people you take on, the more money you get. Yeah. And I think what you said about having someone on your side who tells you, no, you're not taking on more than 25 clients right now. Yeah. I think that's. I think that's really key. It's a, it's a confidence boost, huge confidence boost, mm -hmm. knowing that that's just possible. Yeah. Like we almost like, you know, we were people in their late twenties, early thirties, mid thirties, whatever people, millennials, right. <laughs> kind mm -hmm. of, um, that are like into the working field. Now the main workers in this country, like, yeah, we need, like, we almost feel like we need this job. Like we need this. There are a ton of other jobs out there that, um, you just need to learn, get hooked up with someone or get that perspective that boundaries can be set and you need to be confident enough to do that. Um, or else, yeah, I think you'll be taken for a ride and you'll be taken advantage of. Totally. Yeah. I 100% I agree. I, because this is so hard and if you don't have someone in your corner to set the boundary for you, I think it's important to learn how to start setting those boundaries. Yeah. And so there's a couple things, and I am not an expert at this. I am still practicing this, but I, there's a couple of things that I've found to be really helpful when learning how to set boundaries. Um, I think the first thing is figuring out what your controllables are. Mm -hmm. So realizing where you have control within your schedule and within your tasks and responsibilities. Bones, have you ever heard of the sphere of control? No, I haven't. It's, it's an exercise. You can actually Google it. It's a worksheet okay. that you can Google. There's tons of them out there. The sphere of control worksheet. And okay. it's basically three circles that you fill in. And the first circle is listing out what can you control? What can you influence? And then what are the things outside of your control or your influence? 
unlimited. That's basically, what's that? Like unlimited list, everything that's out of your control. I would say within the context of what are the responsibilities? What are your have tos? Okay. So I, I have to go to work. Yeah. Okay. I have to go to work most days. Can I influence my work schedule? Yes, I can. I have time off. I can use, I have sick time. I can flex my hours between 6 a.m. and 10 p.m. So I still have to go to work and earn a living, but I can influence my work schedule. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. And not everyone will be like that, but that's okay. The idea of this worksheet is put down the things that you can't control your have tos, the things that you can influence, and then the things that you have full control over. I think that's really helpful to see it, to see it, because sometimes when things are just feeling overwhelming and floating around and spinning around in our brain, it feels chaotic and we can't see our way through the fog. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Um, totally. Yeah. It's just like a form of journaling. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Getting it out in the open. Yes. And then after you do that exercise, I think it's important to create another list and decide what can you say no to. So when you look at your controllables, the things that you can control, the things that you can influence. All right. We were distilling this list down. Now, what can you say no to and completely remove from your plate? What can you delegate? So could someone else be doing this other than me? Can you outsource it? Could I pay somebody to do this for me? And what can I ask for help with? So I like those those things. So what can you say no to? What can you delegate? What can you outsource? And what can you ask for help with? Yeah. I don't know. When you hear those things, do you, does anything pop into your mind? Yeah. Yeah. Tell me, what are some things that came to your mind when you were like, oh, what could I delegate? What could I outsource? Yeah. You, you got to become your own boss. Mm-hmm. Like, like that was my thought. Like you don't have to rely on management or your boss, like uh, the technical, but become your own boss. Like it comes down to behavior, right? And mm-hmm. what you're going to tolerate. And what gets a pass for you and what doesn't. And I mean, like, I think of things in the manner of a gym, like gym owner can't do everything. They have to delegate. Yeah. Right. So Mm -hmm. that's literally taking that idea of ownership and putting it onto you, even though maybe you're a worker or you're a coach within a company or a physical therapist within the company or park ranger or whatever, uh, work in an office. You take ownership of your time and your boundaries and your behavior. Mm hmm. Yes, exactly. Yeah. I, so I think of things when I think of things that overwhelm me, it's usually not work related. It's usually things that can pile up. So I'm thinking about like household chores. Mm -hmm. So I often think, okay, I'm not good at asking for help, but I could very, very easily ask. Corey for help. Mm -hmm. I just usually don't because I'm not good at it. So that's something I need to practice. But so often we we don't ask for help. We take on all of these tasks ourselves. It's 
very easy to say, hey, can you help me with dinner? Hey, can you help and vacuum this week? Hey, can you help fold laundry? And almost always he will say, yeah, of course I will. Right. So ask for help. I really like the outsourcing piece Mm. where you can say, okay, what can I outsource? What can I pay someone else to do? And I think when you say this, some people are going to think, well, I can't afford that. Okay, but maybe you have kids that need chores to do around the house. That's outsourcing. And maybe you can pay them a little bit of allowance. It doesn't have to be extravagant. Um, Mm -hmm. But it's the idea of, okay, can I pay someone to pick up my groceries and go shopping for me? Can I pay someone to come clean my house once a week? Things like that. Um, I think that one can really clear your plate of a lot of clutter. Yeah. We do that uh, every week. We, we, God, there's a certain level of guilt with that too, but not, we're not going to go down that trail, <laughs> but we, we do Instacart every week. Yeah, We get our yeah. groceries delivered because we live such busy life through the week. Yeah. Come Saturday and Sunday. We're like, no, I don't want to go to the grocery store. Like that's not like something we mm-hmm. want to do. And this is a service here. So we're going to use it. And that clears. That's like so much less stress. Yes. That, that time that you spend grocery shopping every week, it's a headache. It's a headache. It's a hassle. It occurs weekly. All yeah. of that compounds over time. And it's one of those annoying little tasks. It's real life. We all have to deal with it. Mm-hmm. And I hate it. With grocery shopping, I kind of get to a tipping point. Where I'll do it week after week after week. And then one week I'll have almost like a breaking point when I think, I just don't want to do it. I just don't yeah, want to like, do it. Oh, this, week. this is like the worst. It's like this Sunday at one. And you're like, dude, I really just want to sit here and just, yes. or whatever. Um, but there is like a certain, like, there is a balance though, right? Because if you do like the delivery service with grocery, like week after week after week after week, you start realizing you're just ordering the same things over and over and over. Mm-hmm. Whereas, because you don't see that variety. When you go to the store physically, mm. you can walk down the aisles and see yeah. all these weird different things. So sometimes it is good to just get, get fucking caffeined up and go on a grocery store haul. Yeah. But for the most part, yeah, I like we take advantage of the, the delivery service. Yeah. Because it's easier. It really is. Mm-hmm. So I, I yeah. totally get it. Outsource. Yeah. yeah. We, so we, we haven't used a grocery delivery service, but... We order from Misfits Market every week. So we get a box yeah. that's delivered to our house every Monday. Mm-hmm. And then we also get our APSI meat products once a month. Yeah. And that takes care of the bulk of our meals for the most part. So we still have to go to the grocery store for a few things. Yeah, condiments but, and whatever. Yeah, but being able to kind of automate those two things is really helpful. Yeah, so I like that. What can you say no to? What can you delegate? What can you outsource? What can you ask for help with? Yeah. Okay, so another tip I have is, and you might do this, is using your calendar to set visual boundaries and help you prioritize your time. Okay. So physically putting your work schedule on your calendar, putting your workouts there, putting mm. 
you know, things you want to do for fun, free time, task, whatever it might be. Do you do this? I do actually. So I make my own schedule for physical therapy. Like I set up all my patients and um, yeah, I have a weekly schedule that every single patient's at this time. And then since I started coaching, I started throwing my coaching hours in there too. Um, without that, there's no way I would, could do my job or anything like that without the visual schedule. Yeah. It, having the visual schedule, if somebody is out there that doesn't do this, by having the visual schedule, it's, it helps me because if I have a YMCA client and they say, hey, can I meet with you? I don't know, Thursday afternoon, I can say, let me check my schedule. And then if I look at Thursday and have like a clear end to my day, I say, oh, I'm no, I, I'm not available at that time. Yeah. Being able to have that reminder, because my instinct is, yeah, of course I can meet with you. But if I actually check my schedule and say, oof, I'm going to be working a really long day on Thursday, I'm not yeah. going to want to do anything else, then right. we're going to be done. Yeah. And Usually that's, I think that's the big fear factor is saying exactly that. Yeah. But then you have, if you don't have someone in your life to be like, listen, it's okay to say no, you're relying on yourself. Having that calendar is kind of like that person saying no Ex in a way, yes. right? So it's right mm -hmm. in front of you. Like, man, do I really want to do that extra thing on an already full day? And the answer is no. You're just like, the biggest thing with saying no is it's just information. You're not hurting mm. someone's feelings. It's not mm -hmm. a personal attack. Someone asked a request and you're giving them information about it. It's a yeah. yes or it's a no. Yep. And that was the biggest light bulb in my head. The biggest changing tick was that it's a yes or a no. All you're giving them is information. And I used to think that I was giving them a personal attack. I used to think that I was, I, I, would, I would judge myself and say, you're lazy or you don't mm -hmm. care enough or you're not driven enough. No, that's not it. It's just information. Yeah, I, I completely agree. You have to leave emotion out of it. Emotion, judgment, shame. You have to leave all of that out of it. And you just have to be very clear and very concise. Yeah. And it can be a very simple, no, I'm sorry, I'm not available. Or mm -hmm. no, thank you. Yeah, you don't Whatever. have to give a reason. Exactly. Yep, yeah. exactly. And most people respect boundaries like that. Right. Most people do. When it comes to the calendar, an exercise that I like to have people do is map out your ideal week. So consider all of your, con your, your non, um, the things you can't control. Put those in your calendar first. So if it's your work schedule, throw that in, whatever it is, throw all that in first. And then design your ideal week. So put in how you want to spend your free time. Maybe it's, oh, I want to be gardening in the afternoons after work, or maybe I want to go for a walk, or maybe I want to go to the gym at these times. Put all of that stuff in. This mm -hmm. is the magic wand where you get to kind of paint whatever week you want to have as you consider the things that you can control and the things that you can influence. Mm -hmm. And then you might look at that. And this is kind of like the perfect day exercise. Do you remember doing that? Yeah, totally. Love it. Yes. It's kind of that idea. So this is your perfect day magic wand moment. Paint your ideal week. And you might look at that and say, fat chance I'm ever going to be able to do that. 
But the thing is, we have to start with the end in mind. You have to have a really clear picture of what you're working towards. And then you just start to take small steps to bridge the gap. So maybe you say, okay, right now I work nine to five. I'd really like to be done at three. It's like, okay, what's one small adjustment that you could make to be done by three? And maybe it's as simple as, well, I'm not going to schedule meetings at 4 p.m. on certain days of the week. You know, you can really mm-hmm. start to think creatively about this schedule so that you are taking small incremental steps towards yeah. your perfect week. Yeah, I love it. Um, okay. You know what that's few- called? What's that? You're just rever- you're reverse engineering. Yes, exactly. Reverse yeah. engineering towards the day that you want. Like that's that's what all that's what everybody like these days. That's how they operate. Like their companies and their systems is they they take their ideal product and yeah. they work backwards from that. It's like getting good at golf. Do you start where you tee off or you start from the hole? You start mm-hmm. being getting good at putting, and then you move further and further and further and further away. Totally. I mean. Yeah. Do you know of The 4-Hour Workweek by Tim Ferriss? I don't. I know of it. I haven't actually been through it yet. Yeah, I haven't either. But it's, it's that idea of you start with this perfect, abstract 4-Hour Workweek. I mean, mm-hmm. who looks at that and thinks that that's possible? But that's yeah, okay. Everyone. That's okay. Yeah. You can shoot for the moon and then just start working towards that. Right. Yeah. If you don't quite get there, you're still in a pretty good situation. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So one thing that I found really helpful is to stall. So for me, my reflex is to say yes. When someone asks me, hey, can you meet with me? Hey, can you do this? Can you do that? My reflex is to say yes. Yeah. So I found it really helpful to stall and say, hey, can I get back to you? Hey, let me check my calendar and I'll get back to you tomorrow or I'll text you later. So don't give the answer right away if your reflex is, all to, is also to say yes um, or to people mm-hmm. please, is just simply say, let me check my calendar because that gives you a little bit of time and space to actually consider, okay, how is that going to feel for me on that day if I commit to something else. Yeah, this is like an introvert's like an introvert's guide to yeah. Oh, introvert's guide to like fucking socializing and being a professional (laughs) or have a professional or personal life. Like how often have you felt like really good? Like, yeah, let's make plans. And then like the day comes. Okay, perfect example. Mm -hmm. Uh, Signing up for a CrossFit competition. What a nightmare. Right. You sign up and you're like, yes, it's going to be so awesome. Yeah. It's going to be great. And then the night before you're like, oh. why? And then the morning <laughs> of you're like, wait, no, I don't want to go. And then afterwards, you're like, that was amazing. Like, like, let's do another one. Yeah. And it's like, but it's always like right before it where you're like, oh, wait, I didn't actually think about what this actually is. Um, Perfect example. Yeah. So Perfect like, yeah, example. stalling. Right. When so, it's, you got to think about like what you actually want to do. So that information gets presented with you, uh, CrossFit competition or Spartan race or meeting. 
mm-hmm. and you're like, you just look at it for a second, right? Just look at it and yeah, take your time and deciding what that actually feels like and what it actually is. Cause I think our brains are now like so wired to like instantly yes or no, right? Or instantly like something right when we see it and scroll to the next thing that we forget what we're accepting and the commitment that it takes mm-hmm. to possibly do it. Yeah. I, I've set up certain rules for myself based okay. on my past experience and how it feels to take on too much. So I know Mondays, I don't take on anything extra because Mondays are always busy for me. So just doing my work day and nothing else mm-hmm. is enough. Yeah. Tuesdays, I always have a meeting on Tuesday. I have a reoccurring meeting every Tuesday that takes time and energy. And so I don't commit to doing anything else on Tuesdays either. Okay. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, I will commit to taking on uh, a one-on-one client at the gym. So I have an opening, one opening, an hour opening Monday, or sorry, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Okay. That's open. And it's first come, first serve. Hey, I have this okay. opening. If you want it, it's yours. If not, I'm unavailable because the rest of it is taken. Yeah. And so having even plugging in those openings is really helpful for me on my calendar. And then Saturday, it would be really easy for me to load up my Saturday with just training, back-to-back personal training clients. I've done three or four before, and that feels terrible. It feels terrible to sacrifice the majority of your Saturday to being at the gym training. Yeah. Other people. Yes. Yeah. And what does feel good is two. Two feels great. Going in the morning, doing one to two training sessions feels good. And then I have the rest of the day. And so my limit is two. And then Sundays is nothing. Sundays, I don't plan anything on. But that, that took a while to get to because I've definitely learned based on experience that I do not feel good taking on, adding on extra to my current work schedule. Yeah. And that takes practice, right? It takes time. Mm-hmm. You're not going to realize any of these things right away. And we could be, you could be hearing these things that you like, you're saying about that and be like two, like that, that's it. Like yeah. you don't know until you make your own experiences. Mm-hmm. Right. And you learn and you actually like work for long enough or get burnt or whatever and learn from it. Yeah. And that's yeah. the last, that's the last tip I wanted to give is practice, create scripts i'll do this with other people we'll we'll create scripts mm-hmm. for for saying no because this is tar- this is tough and it takes practice yeah and having a little you know three or four sentence script in your back pocket that you mm-hmm. can recite and practice and deliver when the time comes is really helpful yeah totally it's not i mean if you're, you don't, you prevent yourself from freezing up or not knowing what to say. And that's, we, me and Jess have talked about this before, like with, in regards to coaching and coaching athletes, um, about certain things. Like if someone comes in late, right. We have people that come in late, uh, like religiously, um, people that like talk, you know, when, you know, you're trying to coach or whatever, or you're trying to, 
or the big one is wearing a weight belt right at weird times <laughs> yeah. uh, like when the when the weight is too <laughs> light or like one. during the metcon and like hey can you not wear that weight belt or like hey let's not wear the weight belt for the workout uh, but i really like the way it feels it gives me a lot of support well duh <laughs> oh well the well, it, true yeah you're right yes. it does because i know i know man it feels good but how do you explain to them that weight belts at 60 percent of a back squat is stupid and pointless yeah. it's tough you have to have a script and you have to practice saying it and i told her i was like D- yeah, i struggle with that too like i've gotten rusty with it and but it just takes you got to try you have to just open your mouth and see what comes out like Michael Scott said, sometimes I start a sentence and I have no idea where I'm going with, where, where I'm going with it. I have no idea where I'm going to end up, but I end up somewhere. You have to try. Eventually, you will get it, and then you can go back home and think about like maybe what something better would have said. But you have to try to like explain yourself and educate. Um, and in the in these terms, uh, like what we're talking about, you have to um, talk about boundaries. Like you have to yeah. open up and be like, no, you just have to the bet you gave such good tips and i was like damn these are all really good like really good actual practical tips and if she asked me do you have any tips bones I, my tip is gonna suck because i just like just do it just say no yeah you know like that it would be my best advice just try have a script would be so helpful and then you have to use it you have to say it Mm-hmm. I think we often get a script and we just hold it up here because it makes us feel better, at least on, on the inside. It makes us feel good. But you actually have to say it to, and get it out there in order to respect yourself and your time and your boundaries. And it's going to feel really uncomfortable the first time you do it. Oh, fuck yeah. 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 Expect, yeah, totally. And that's okay. You'll get better. You'll get better at it. Yep. That's why you practice it. Yeah. I think it's uncomfortable. Like, I don't know why. Maybe it's the fear of them the person like in terms of a boss say like you want to get out earlier from work or you want something or you're someone's trying to give you a bunch of extra work um the thought of saying no maybe they try to guilt you or they try to threaten your job um or anything along those lines or you know you have to have just the confidence to to say no and know that your value goes beyond all this extra work and time that you put Mm in. Yeah. One thing that's helped me is realizing we're all human. Everyone operates with a pretty full plate and everyone is busy for the most part in my experience. Mm -hmm. And so people get it. People get it. If you say, no, I'm really sorry. I just don't have the bandwidth to do this. I, I want yeah. to help and come from a sincere place of I'd really like to help. But I just I don't have the bandwidth to do this right now. Most people think, yeah. oh, yeah, I get it. Yeah, I've been there. I, I would agree I understand. with that. Totally. Yeah, I think especially as our generation is coming more and more into the leadership roles of jobs, too. I think we're all coming from the same place. Mm-hmm. I think there are some differences in the medical field that we've run into. And maybe that's not exclusive with the medical field. but. uh but yeah, I would agree with you. Most people are understanding and like we're all coming from the same place no matter what our role or, or our title is. Yeah. And if you if you have a really supportive partner or a supervisor that you can go to them and say, 
I really struggle with setting a boundary here, or I really struggle saying no to these sorts of things. Have allies, have allies in that. So Corey knows that I can't say yes to every single client that wants to meet with me. And so he will often say, he'll kind of check me on it. Hey, are you sure you want to do that? Hey, isn't that day going to be really busy for you? Isn't that going to feel, I mean, he'll check me and he'll kind of remind me and I'll say, oh yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah. Um, or my supervisor knows that too. She'll, she knows that I do really well if I can take a break from my computer and take my dog for a walk. And sh- I yeah. kid you not, sometimes she'll text me and she'll say, hey, have you taken a break and gone for a walk yet today? Oh, it's nice. And it's nice to have, if you, if you talk yeah. to them about it, people get it. We're all human. Yeah. We all need grace. Uh-huh. Have, have allies that support your boundaries. Totally. Yeah, I love that. I love that you've mentioned that like with a partner. Me and Jess have gotten that. Now that I'm thinking about it, we she's totally done that for me since I've started coaching. Like I was coaching a lot, you know, we've been busy. I haven't been mm-hmm. on a podcast in probably a month almost. It's because I was like work and then coach. And she's like, dude, you got to like slow down a bit or else you're going to burn out. I was like, yeah, mm-hmm. you're right. And she yeah. has a little more bandwidth than me with her job, but she's very aware of where I'm at and I'm aware of where she's at. So yeah, that's mm-hmm. totally, totally true. And I think the last thing I'll say, if you don't, if your job doesn't allow some sort of grace, like you, that you have like a really good relationship with your supervisor, it seems mm-hmm. like, um, if you are working somewhere that doesn't have that grace or understanding even a little bit, definitely just get out, like get out of that job. There's a better opportunity for you. It's not even worth you fixing, especially if you're a team member type of role. Yeah. You're not going to fix anything. Yeah. My best advice, pack it up you're going to be valuable somewhere else. Um, mm-hmm. I've been through that too. So like, don't try and fix it. You're not a hero, right? You don't need to be, and you don't need to put up with it because yeah. that foundation, it was there before you and it's going to be there after you until, you know, the management changes or whatever. So go somewhere where it's a better fit for you. Totally. Yeah. yeah. Take ownership, take ownership of your time and, Create, create, create the schedule in the life that you want. You have to play an active role in creating the schedule that you want. This is wonderful. I love it. This was good. This was episode 130. Thanks for joining us. See you next week. See ya. The new Super Beats Heart Shoes Advanced is now supercharged with CoQ10. Support your healthy CoQ10 levels and blood pressure with two chews a day. Visit RadioBeats, B-E-E-T-S dot com and save 15% with promo code DEAL.